0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 599 of Long Box Heroes the Lamborghini of comical podcasts. Joe and Todd here. Todd, hello. How are you?
1: I'm doing fine. 599, huh? Woof. Holding the
0: line at 599?
1: I think we are, but we may we may go up a penny next week.
0: So, that's right, inflation or something like that. I
1: don't
0: mm-hmm. know. Um, I like having the number. You know there's podcasts that don't or just whatever it is. But uh you know 600. You know we've been doing this for a long time man. That's pretty cool. Yes it is. I can't believe it, you know. Yeah, pretty damn cool man. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Ponderosa. Anyway. <laughs> uh so hey, we got a podcast. We got stuff to talk about. We actually have a ton of stuff to talk about. Should be a short show. That's right. Oh my goodness. Uh we have um The greatest comic book writer in the world wants to make you just as great as they are. (laughs) Yep. Um, Surprisingly, a big DC event is getting delayed. Mm. Uh, Something that we were tipped off to about last week that just hit the pressers while we were away in between last week and this week regarding uh, Marvel comic covers. Uh, The Return of uh, something to the TV schedule that I've been looking forward to. Ooh, I could feel the sarcasm hit me like a bullet. And definitely inspired by our tournament uh, to determine who is the second best rogues gallery in all of comic books. DC is doing a similar tournament as well and leaving it up to a fan vote. Uh, all of that to discuss in the news. We have conventions. We have books that we've read from this past week which includes Saga number 57, Rogues number one, and a spoiler-filled discussion (laughs) of Human Target number six. Oof. Uh, What we're looking forward to coming out this week um, and everything else that you know and love from the show, the results of the, uh, you know, last week's vote, next week's matchup for the uh, Silver Standard, and so much more. So let's start things off with the BBC Maestro uh, course of Alan Moore. Yes, sirree. Uh So can you learn how to be a better writer from a bunch of YouTube videos?
1: Uh, you know what? If anybody can do it, it'll be him.
0: Uh-huh. So I didn't watch all of them. I just watched the little clip that's up.
1: You know, right? You have to subscribe to get all of them. That clip mm. is just like what you would call a what's teaser, the word, right? The teaser for what's going to be in the uh, the the course curriculum, if you will.
0: Yes, and I'll say this: it's strange attempting. It's it's strange seeing Alan Moore attempt to be funny, and 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 hit a few jokes, Joe. Uh huh. Hmm. And whoever the director of this piece was, sure like shooting all them rings that Alan Moore wears.
1: <laughs> <sighs> I wonder what lantern he is, Joe.
0: Well, whatever everyone prays to a stick or a snake or something. A snake uh, god. Oh, Put some respect ridiculous. on it, Joe. Uh, but I am shocked to see Alan Moore doing something like this. Uh, because for the longest time, he hated everything. And everyone.
1: I I agree. I was like, okay, I saw this, and it's not so much make you a better writer. Um, like I was like, okay, because he's a writer, he loves writing. Blah, blah, blah. I could see him wanting to do this. It was when, like, in the video, which I watched, which, first of all, I just want to touch on seeing Alan Moore not like grumpy the way my mind imagines him. Right. Is re- like, when I said to you, I was like, Did you watch this video? And you're like, Nope, but I will now. I'm like, Because I wanted to get your take on it. I'm like, He's doing this and he's talking about this. He's like, Write this. And like, he does one joke, which was like the first time I talked to DC, I was like, What? What swamp is he the thing of? And I'm like, that's funny. But then he's like, if you're going to do a comic, do your best comic. And he's like, and then like, just giving a little tidbit, like blew me away where he's like, if you have a six panel page that six panels on one page, no panel should have more than 35 words or it's too crap. And I'm like, in like a fifth of it, like, you know, a second, he gave me useful information and I'm, like, being fun, and, and I'm, like, this is not the Alan that that I got, uh, like, in my head, and especially, like I said, because he's, he's teaching how to write overall, but then there's a part of it where it's comics, and he's just said, like, he hates what ho- comics have become, so, like, that was shocking. Like, everything about this kind of t- took me, like... Out of it for a second and then i like looked over the curriculum and he's like like if you read all the little like videos that he has like what he's talking about him, like some of them are so alan Moorey, it's ridiculous that being said i kind of want to watch them all <laughs> so, and i guarantee you we
0: know somebody who subscribed at least one person yep maybe i know i might know somebody else too okay uh but yeah so it's like uh The title's like, part one, the four weapons you need to create successful stories, right? Yep. Uh, Then it's language, how to be inventive with language, um, you know, different structures of storytelling, uh, how to create three-dimensional characters and villains, um, how to write for different media. And then this is interesting that he throws in there, um, new technologies such as VR that demand new approaches to narrative. Mm-hmm. And then progressive is how to keep moving and not become stagnant or stale, that sort of thing, okay? Right. Um, and again, I will end back around, too, while you say that Alan Moore says that comics have become, like, a dead medium or, you know, bad or whatever he says. An Alan Moore who is giving back is not an Alan Moore I know. And mm-hmm. other than a gold dump truck full of money, what changed?
1: maybe in retirement he got bored i don't know yeah i i i I think that might be it who knows uh yes. but good for him you know like hey who knows maybe this will be a patreon somewhere down the line and just just the, the description for your four weapons like this was the one that stood out stood out for me like that's the lesson plan learn the four classical elements you should master as a writer coins sword cup and wand and i'm like Kind of want to know what you use the coin, the sword, the cup, and the wand for,
0: Joe. So, Well, listen, we'll you you have a project uh, ahead of you. I'll be uh, taking a nap and watching a lot of wrestling this weekend.
1: Uh, you know what? I think I'm the guy who's living better if I do that.
0: <laughs> um, but the other thing I want to mention, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what his take on new technologies are and how to write for those sort of things. Um, I'm always fascinated when an old, okay, Mm-hmm. And I say this lovingly, because we're old, but obviously Alan Moore is much older than us. Right. Um specifically, like an old creative type takes an interest in that new medium or that new type of media that you or I know absolutely nothing about. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I remember years ago, Unfortunately, it comes out so sporadically. Uh, Penn Gillette has a podcast, and he had Mike Nesmith on. Okay. Okay. And I know you know Mike Nesmith had just recently passed, and this was from well over five or six years ago. But even then, Mike Nesmith is like, we creative need to look more into video games. Yeah. We need to use that more as a storytelling device because that's what kids are doing now. Kids aren't reading comic books. Kids aren't watching TV shows. Kids aren't watching cartoons. They're playing video games. Mm -hmm. So if you want to continue to make money as a creative person, you need to figure out how to make whatever idea is in your head into a video game.
1: Yeah, those avenues like what are the, the future generations of money spenders going like into, yeah. it, you know what I mean? I totally get it. Like yeah. I, like let's just put it this way, if I wanted like if this to like be successful, like I'm not going into like CBS and saying, "Hey, like, you know, let's get a, a long-box heroes on TV on your network." You know what I mean? That would be great, but like you said the future is like all this stuff. Right. And I will say though, him as an old <sighs> And I don't want to heap too much praise on Alan Moore, but he's a man who, who like researches. Like, you just look at uh, what was the, uh, the, the Jack the Ripper story. My brain is fried. You know, from hell. Talking? From hell. Like, all the, like, he, he did so much research on that that I believe he, he solved the mystery, if you will. But, right. uh, so like, if he, if he, if he looked into something, he, he, he looked into it and he, he I'm not saying he'd understand it all, but at least he'd have, you
0: know, an insight that me or you would never have, you know, right? So, uh, so also speaking of comics and a medium and storytelling, um, a few weeks ago, Todd and I discussed is like, oh, what are we going to get with these new books that are coming out, especially some of these DC books? And decisions were made ahead of time for us, but the upcoming Flashpoint Beyond uh, that was supposed to be a bi-weekly series uh, now is delayed initially two weeks from its initial start date and has been changed from a bi-weekly series to a normal monthly series. Right. I definitely feel as though this was something that they felt they needed to have done, ready to go, and a new fancy trade paperback ready to go when the new Flash movie came out this November. Mm-hmm. But now that the new Flash movie isn't coming out until next August, they're like, take your time, guys. Take all the time you need on this one.
1: Uh, don't take Doomsday Clock time, but take your time.
0: <laughs> right, right. Um, I
1: look at it this way. That's probably part of it. But also, there's a part of me that thinks because it was biweekly, like one of the tricks that like comic companies pull, especially the big ones, is like, oh, let's put it bi-weekly. So you have to order one, two, three, and four before your numbers for one come in. You know what I mean? Um, so like uh, like you know how how much it sells, kind of a deal. Because obviously, if it's a monthly comic, you buy one, you you buy you order two, you, you have no idea how they're gonna do. By the time you get to three, you've seen your sales on one, kind of a deal. That's why. You know, right. sales go down on a two, and I'm I'm over explaining this, but I have a, I have a weird feeling too that the numbers came in, and this was super low ordered, and they were like, okay, and they're kind of pushing it like something big's going to happen, and blah blah blah, it's going to be, you know, the whole spiel that they want to like give people a chance to to give it a chance after two or three. I don't know. That's just a wild out there theory, but that's one that I have that nobody like nobody's betting on Jeff Johns now with a Flashpoint Beyond story. Like his weakest, his weakest, a sequel to his weakest story, let's do this.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, and I guess I saw that either uh, with the initial order before the delays happened, mm-hmm. that they were adding in some extra discounts and stuff, mm-hmm. and they were kind of eating some of the cost and the shipping on stuff. Right. Um, You know, if you order... um. Like, whatever your order is on zero, um, we're going to give you, like, 50% at, like, whatever mm-hmm. to help you get those incentive covers. And then we're going to eat some of the shipping cost and whatever it is. But I think it's a little bit of both. Right. Probably, yeah.
1: Makes sense to me.
0: Eh, well, listen, you and I are both passing on it. I'm sure we're not the only ones, you know?
1: Right, and this going to be the hottest
0: book ever, and I need it for my Flash collection. Hmm. I think you'll be okay. I do, too. Now, when I went to go pick up my books last week before I went on vacation... Um, our retailer pointed out to us that there was a big to-do online, apparently in the secret retailer social medias that we're not allowed in.
1: Yes, yes.
0: um, About some of the Marvel books coming in uh, with a much flimsier paper stock on the covers, as opposed to actually being a thicker cardstock-esque thing. The covers were essentially the same type of paper that the inside material was. Yep. Yep. Now it didn't affect all of the Marvel books from last week. It only affected like four. And I guess it's affecting two this week. Uh it affected me on two books last week. It affects me on no books this week. And I guess Marvel said that uh these issues are not going to be reprinted. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are hoping to go. Um you they're they're hoping that they don't have many more of these in the pipeline and they won't know until like next week or whatever it is. Right, um, I am still my mind boggles how something like this happens. um, like I could see it happen into like one book or I could see it happen in like all the books, but just like this sporadic, weird handful of books is so bewildering to me.
1: Do you think it was a test run to see? <sighs>
0: If it was like,
1: oh, like we're gonna do this and like because obviously paper's harder to get, paper's expensive, comics are you know, a medium that are like, you know, $4.99, $3.99 for this stuff. That they were like, okay, like let's do three, four, whatever it turned out to be, see what people do, and like we could, we could, you know, like if it's not too big of a hubbub. Like, this is the route we're going, and the, the cover paper is going to be just pretty much the interior paper. Because if that was their plan, I would have just did the whole line in one shot and be like,
0: that's the way it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you see stories at other retail things um, where I think it's like... Gatorade like shrunk their bottles slightly and Dorito put like five less chips in their bags. Mm -hmm. And by doing so they were able to save like this astronomical amount of money. Yes. Um, right. So that's, that's kind of where I'm going with you say it's a test run. Um, if I'm Marvel kind of like when they did their gimmick with, um, the digital codes, which yep. I think are now fully back to being like the peel off sticker in the books.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're just all of a sudden unannounced, we're going to just change the entire line to you have to take a picture of the cover, upload the picture to this special site, and then we'll email you a code eventually. Right. And then it went to some of the books were that way, depending on where you were getting your books, or all of the books were that way, or a mix, or a million different things where they just roll it out and don't tell anyone, I definitely think if they were going to do this as a test, what they should have done was, over several months, gradually lessened it as opposed to going from the thicker card to the flimsy on all the books. Mm -hmm. Just on every book, like once a month, just a grade down, a grade down, a grade down, a grade down until we barely noticed.
1: Right. The cover turned into, you know, interior paper. So gradually I hardly even noticed.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: But I-, I get you, but that doesn't save you money fast.
0: I get that. I get you know?
1: that. Like they want to save. I-, I don't know. Like this is all like what a Todd's famous conspiracy theory is, but I-, I I, don't know. It just seems like that or maybe just it was like, oh, well, there is a shortage on the cover stock paper pick what, what like we could only we only have enough cover stock to print you know uh, of the 20 of the 30 comics we're doing this month we only have the 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 cover stock to print 15 so pick 15 to get the, 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 ch- the chintz of your paper and then hopefully next month you know we'll we'll have it available like maybe they had no choice in this whatsoever you know right it was what they could get or these, these 10, 15, whatever comics Don't get printed, you know Yeah, so who knows Maybe, I wish I had somebody on the inside of Marvel So At Marvel, you say mm-hmm.
0: All right uh, So also in the news uh, Doctor Who comes back in three weeks uh, Moving on <laughs> No, 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 no. Um, I'm surprised it's coming back this soon I was led to believe it was uh, coming back later Was I not?
1: Uh, I, no, they said spring. So when they say that, they usually mean like I have a, like a holiday because they've had a spring like special before and it was around Easter. This one's actually going to be on Easter, which kind of shocked me, but, uh, yeah, no, this is kind of where I thought it would be, but you know, a week before, a week after a couple weeks before, a couple weeks after that would be like the sweet spot for me. That's I thought it was going to happen.
0: So this is not like the full, there's just a special.
1: Right, I believe there's either one or two more after this and then the the, the 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 13th doctor is regenerating.
0: Yeah, I think there's one more after this. And then if I'm reading this article correctly and again I'm not in the scary like I'm definitely not in the secret retailer social media. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the scary doctor who social media. Right. Um, but apparently there was a rumor going around that like Hugh Grant was going to take over the role as the next doctor.
1: Yes. And he was like, no, that's not happening. Um, and he played the doctor in a parody, um, years ago. I don't know if it was on a comedy show, or if it was for one of the charity shows, but they did, uh, this was back when, uh, there had been only up to the eighth doctor with McGann who fought the legendary master, Eric Roberts, um, that they like it, it kind of got played out kind of a deal and they're like oh we still have 9 10 11 12 uh and 13 to do the regenerations of and like do the doctors." so they did this random that they got famous people like Rowan. uh who's the guy who played mr bean did one of them rowan atkinson yes did one of them and they were doing this bit where they played out the rest of the regenerations, and then the guy who was the st- who wrote the story was Stephen Moffat, who would later go on to when they revamped it in 2005, 2006, he was the assistant to Russell T. Davies, and then he passed the torch to him to do the 11th and the 12th Doctor, and he ended up swiping a bunch of ideas from that comedy bit that he actually worked into the show later. And it's fascinating going back and watching it. Like he had the doctor change sex. And then that was like, you know, a female, female doc. And I I just find it amusing. It's a fun little video and it does a lot of jokes for the old show. If you're in the know, like the actual name of the episode is the curse of the fatal death. which is a great name because they used to have these redundant names, like the deadly assassin. And then there was like bits in there. They'd be like, all right, we're captured by the Daleks and we're on their ship. How come we're tied to chairs? Why do the Daleks have chairs on their ship? It makes no sense. And the doctor's answer was like, it'll get explained later. And it never does, which was like a classic like trope in the, in the old shows. So, um, Hugh Grant, I don't think he's going to do it, but, uh, it would be funny to see him reprise the role, if you will. Right. Joe's like, let's move on.
0: <laughs> no, listen, it's, there's people that care about Doctor Who's stuff, right? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: So um, the last bit of news is going to be DC's Round Robin 2021. Uh, the bracket is made and the pieces are set. The time has come for the return of Round Robin. Now, I have to stop there and say, I didn't remember the first Round Robin, and we're a comic book podcast. How did we miss this the first time around?
1: I didn't miss it. I remember the first round robin. Okay. Um, that, that like they ended up, and I remember some of the the books was like it was Justice League LGBTQ kind of a thing, and they were putting them out there. Um, and then I think like some of them actually became the Robin's book, the Batgirl's book, like the 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 mini series that are the multiple ones. Yeah, yeah. But I I remember the the polls. But it might have been like during like when we had a ton of news and I didn't know that these were actually going to become books at the time, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. So I think last year's winner was Robbins. Mm -hmm. And this is my concern about this year. So we're going to go over the bracketing. We're going to talk about the voting and everything else like this is that we uh, right now don't know who's pitching these books. Right. Right. Because, you know, as it states here in the little description, uh, for those unfamiliar, Round Robin is where DC Publishing asks you, the amazing DC community, to vote on 16 different stories to determine which one will be made into a complete series. Each week, we'll feature a new round of voting until there is a single victor. So sit back, grab a pen and paper, and let your voices be heard. And then they give us the 16 pitches, and we're going to go through everything. We're going to talk about them. We're going to give our votes as a community, uh, or as the show. Excuse me. And in the show notes, if you're not a social media person, I'm going to give you the link to the website where you can also do voting through there as well. So if you're a social media person, maybe you could vote twice, I guess. Right. All right. Um, and then I guess what had happened was last year when they did this, as they got down to the final two, they're like, OK, here's who pitched these. And they give you the creative teams. And then it was the final two. They're like, here's a 10 page preview of each book. Right. So right now, we don't know who the creative teams on these books are, and I think if we knew who the creative teams on these books were, that would definitely skew the voting. Right. And I'll tell you, when they did it last year, they didn't let you know either, so... Right. Well, they didn't let you know until, like, the final two or the final four or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, you're right. You mentioned that already. Sorry. All
0: right. So uh, we have Hawkman and Hawkwoman, the Changeling, and versus Wildcat Nine Lives. Right. Uh that's Wildcat for me, dog.
1: That's also Wildcat for me.
0: Um, and Wildcat currently in the lead. Um next up we have the questions grand solution versus Constantine and the Demon Vacation from Hell. Mm-hmm. This is actually tough.
1: I went with the questions. Okay. Uh, cause I'm a, I'm a sucker for the question, but like, I, we're not going to get through deep in the woods, but the idea of the Constantine demon one, the whole premise is that, uh, d- the demon is no longer with Jason blood kind of, a guess he's with, he's merged with Constantine. I, just, I was like, I like that idea. This is one of them that was the hardest, but I, I ed- I give the edge to the question.
0: I, I'm going to vote for the questions, the questions as well, which is not currently in the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh next up is Suicide Squad Dark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Occult Misfits and Monsters assembled assembled by Amanda Waller and led by Vampire Batman.
1: Ooh, from Gotham by Gaslight, maybe a,
0: right. Taking on Justice League Redacted. Right. Um, and it's Green Arrows, it's Green Arrow leading a team of Nemesis, Killer Frost, Manhunter, Metamorpho, and Cheshire. Right. Uh, t- taking on Johnny Sorrow and Merlin. Right. Another tough one. But. I think the idea of Vampire Batman is funny. So let's go with that.
1: Um, I want to know which Manhunter is it. Okay. Because if I, it's. I, I would guess Kate Spencer. Or. Or is it uh Paul Kirk, the one that's the famous Walt Simonson one from the '70s, which has that like that that classic red and white look. Yeah. Because if it's Paul Kirk, Mark Shaw, or Kate Spencer, I'm in. If it's Chase Lawler from Zero Hour, uh, I'm out. Like that one was terrible. So I, I don't know, but uh, in the end, I kind of give the nod to uh, Justice League Redacted.
0: All right, I'll I'll vote the way the show is going and that is actually the one that's in the lead as well.
1: Mhm. Uh
0: next up we have Firestorm Fourth World Problems uh taking on Kid Flash the Speed of Fear. Mhm. I have to go to Flash book, right?
1: Um I'm predisposed vote Flash, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So, and Flash is in the lead. And that's actually so far of what we're looking at that's the biggest lead between the two books. Right. Uh next up is Black Canary When Canaries Cry taking on Green La- Green Lantern and The Light at the End of Forever.
1: That's a clunky title.
0: Uh, it's a John Stewart Green Lantern book. Um and it looks as though the Black Canary thing is like a spy book.
1: Right. I'm going to let you go first cuz I'm torn on this one.
0: Okay. Let's go with just because The clunkiness of the title. I want to see that um, somehow get shortened. I'm going to go with the Green Lantern book. All right. I vote in solidarity with Joe. Green Lantern is the one that's behind. Right. Uh, Next up, we have DC Horror Presents Ghost Tour from Hell, taking on Animal Man, the Metamorphosis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like Animal Man. I know uh, Ghost Tour from Hell has your Xanadu's, your Etrigans, your deadmans, your people like that. Um when it comes to the DC side of things, like the spooky stuff is the stuff that I lean to least. So I'm picking Animal Man.
1: Uh you know what? I'm 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 gonna go Animal Man too. There's one there of the two, because Animal Man has been good more than bad,
0: mm-hmm. uh, that's the one I'm leaning to. So we'll see. Okay, so we're gonna skip this next matchup. That's right. Uh, then we have Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow, uh, taking on Cyborg, Cyber Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like Cyborg and Beastie. Um, looks like Teen Titans-y stuff. I don't know what it's called, Cyber Gods. Um, and it's Connor Kent, Superboy, so I'm not really sure how to feel on that one. Um, I'll just I'll, let's say vote cyborg because uh, you know I like the I like the Teen Titans and stuff.
1: I'm a I, I mean, I do like Jonathan Kent, but I'm a Connor Kent guy too from Teen Titans back when you know uh, I I gotta vote Superboy. This is the one that we might have to go you know split. Okay.
0: All right listen I, I'll we're gonna split the vote then because so Superboy's way in the lead on that one anyway. right. All right, so next up we have Green Lantern, the birth of conspiracy. Um, This is essentially tying Green Lantern's origin into uh, Roswell. Mm -hmm. However, it is up against the interdimensional space epic no one asked for. Darkseid is trying to eliminate the new god, the newest new god, but the extremely furious, yes, we hate us too, Zoo Crew, is determined to reach... Their long foretold Captain Carrot first, before friendship ruins everything in Captain Carrot and his best friend Darkside.
1: Do I have to say what one I vote for, Joe?
0: That is maybe the greatest title of a comic book ever. Mm-hmm. And it's getting crushed in the votings.
1: Yes, and this is the one that should win.
0: So all of you with your multiple bot accounts and who know how to fudge these numbers, maybe uh, it's time to use your powers for good for once. I and I uh, vote so this Captain Carrot and Dark Side book gets made.
1: That is the best one out of here, and not just because I'm a Captain Carrot man. Oh, if that book gets made, I'll buy at least two copies. So three, three copies. I don't want to do the two joke. So
0: gotcha. Uh, so, like I said, I'll include the links to that in the show notes um, with this episode, of course, along with all the other stuff in the soon-to-be named network, soon-to-be named dot com, soon-to-be named dot dot com. Anytime any of the shows in the soon-to-be named name network go live, you could find them there. Anytime anyone from the soon-to-be named network shows up on another show, you could find it here as well. Uh, and those include shows such as this show, Longbox Heroes, Longbox Heroes After Dark. Uh, We Need Wrestling, At Odds With Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, which is allegedly coming back this week, uh, Puzzle Warriors 3, Profane Argument, Hit My Music, Wings on Wings, and in the last seven days we've had not one but two episodes (laughs) of Forge Talk?
1: Yes, with two different co-hosts.
0: That's right, Adam uh, taking the lead of not only hosting but editing episodes of the show, (laughs) which I didn't have a talk with him on how he pulled that off.
1: Way more than I do for shows.
0: That's right. He might have a new job on uh, At Odds.
1: Mm. <laughs> uh,
0: but yes, anytime those go up, and uh, with me being back, uh, I think everything is up to date on the site. Uh, you could also find out more information about friends of ours at their respective websites. Uh, Kevin Hellions over at maskedlibrary.com. Uh, he'll be doing the write up for the At Odds with Wrestling homework from this past week. And he does stuff, uh, he does his own podcast appearances, Uh, he recently just did a book called Mr. Invincible Local Hero uh, Review, so check that out there, Uh, check out Rick Williams' The Chop Shop, all the cool resin, glow-in-the-dark, sci-fi, fantasy, wrestling figures that he does, Uh, Jason Sandberg and Chris Runt, both listeners, longtime listeners of this show, both have self-published comic books jupiter and battle monsters respectively and you can purchase those directly from them and the links to those are in the show notes here and uh also want to give a shout out to uh mike sterling over at the progressive ruin blog mike sterling is a 30 plus year uh west coast comic book distributor Mm -hmm. who actually uh reached out to us specifically todd over the weekend if we could assist him with something that he had been researching uh knowing that on our patreon we have the previewing the past show where we have all these preview catalogs and he was looking for something specific in one that we haven't gotten to yet we won't be getting to until next year uh we were able to help him out and he was able to help us out by kind of giving us a little bit of rob and uh mike is someone that i've heard on podcasts many many years ago and i became a fan of just kind of his take on comics his you know, history that he talks about in comics and kind of to be mentioned on his site was pretty, pretty damn cool, man. Yep.
1: Yep. He just got lucky that I happened to have the one he needed at my house while you were out of the country.
0: You know, <laughs> that's, that's another good thing. Right. Right. We are pretty far ahead on the scanning of those books. Uh,
1: but when he asked, I was like, Oh, let me look it yeah. uh, yes we do we i have that one i don't have to wait for you know the jet to land
0: <laughs> uh so we'll include a link to that uh and definitely check out mike's site and i do like it at the very least uh you know in my my dealings at least two different retailers are big fans of duck based uh comic book characters and swamp thing
1: that is interesting isn't it
0: that's right if mike is a fan of godzilla then we i don't know if we can allow him and dave to be in the same room at the same time
1: luckily they're both uh, opposite ends of the mississippi
0: you know what that's i mean right. so so uh, again thank you definitely check mike's thing out we mentioned dave of course comics on the green that's our local comic book shop uh head on over to their facebook page that's where dave and his gang do a lot of their business Uh, If you don't have a comic book shop in your area or you don't have a good comic book shop in your area, let our comic book shop be your comic book shop. Sign up for their mail order subscription service, whether you get your books sent to you weekly, biweekly or monthly. You're going to get your books. You have nothing to worry about. And they at the shop don't have to worry about you not coming to get your books because they're just going to send them to you. And when you get stuff sent to you, you might get a fun sketch on the books uh, from our friend Becky. And you can go check out her social media. For all the progress and stuff that she's done. Commissions and so forth.
1: You're right. When she's not creating pizza characters.
0: I still say Slicey's a good name.
1: I was thinking. Socrates.
0: Uh, no. That's it. It needs to be something punchy. It needs to be something fun. And he needs to be named what he is. He's Zocrates. No. But anyway. He's a slice of pizza. His name should be Slicey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Give him a big knife. Yeah.
1: With sauce running off them? Yeah.
0: Sure. Uh, so let's get into what we read from this past week.
1: mm mm-hmm.
0: uh, Let's start with Saga, if that's okay with you.
1: Yeah. Uh, you want to take it then?
0: I do. Okay. Uh, so obviously, last issue, we had a bit of a cliffhanger uh, in regards to the other group of pirates uh, that had assisted Alana and her makeshift ragtag crew of folks, and... We're about to get a big reveal because obviously Alana's race has the wings and she's about and, you know, she's making sure that Hazel does everything that she can to cover her horns so people don't know what race she is. She's covering her wings, or at least what we're led to believe of the first two issues. But we get a flashback at the beginning of this issue, how Alana gave up her wings Mm -hmm. in a very heartbreaking, harrowing story. And now the other guy, the other pirate skipper, whatever, I still don't trust him.
1: What? He turned out to be such a mensch after, you know, just pretending that last issue, Joe. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so we got the stuff that's going on with Alana and the other kids. Uh we got the Prince Robot stuff with um uh what's his face? Who's the bounty bounty hunter's name?
1: Um, I can't think of his name. They didn't use it in here, in here. The one with lion cat, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, so we got his storyline. And then of, again, of course we get the bit with the new character who kind of looks almost like koala esque, but he's missing a bunch of his body parts, specifically his arm. And I'm
1: kind of thinking he's was Marco's people and he
0: had horns, but they were
1: ripped off. hmm they kind of imply that so right
0: so we have like essentially like four storylines going on at the same time Mm -hmm. um and the ones that i care the most about are the alana stuff
1: yes i i'm with you on that but then the koala guy um they kind of drop something at the end where now i'm like not sure what to think about him
0: yep and i like that
1: i i I give this, I don't know if we've ever discussed this on the show, but Brian K Vaughn kind of knows how to lay out a story. Yes. Um, like that's it. It's like, okay, I'm worried about the drug dealer and Alana, Alana's heartbreaking story. And then he's like, while I have you distracted over here, I'm just going to slip this in to get your mind, like, you know what I mean? Like thinking about this. And I'm like, yeah, that that's where I'm at now. I don't know what to think anymore other than poor Alana's got a heartbreaking story.
0: Yep. And uh again knows really good how to pull on those heartstrings, you know? Yep. Uh so the other bo- one of the other books that we read from this past week is the DC Black Label book Rogues number 1, uh written by Joshua Williamson with art by Leomax. Max. Mhm. Um this essentially Is a rogues story, more specifically a Captain Cold story, and if you're telling a story about the greatest rogues gallery in all of comicdom and you you don't got Captain Cold as your focal point, then really, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, This is ten years after pretty much they're all done, and Captain Cold is getting the gang back together, or at least the gang that he thinks he needs for one big last score of Gorilla Gold. And uh, This is a fun book Uh, You know Joshua Williamson has been writing The Flash For a long time so I think he gets these characters Uh, They Ain't many bad Captain Cold stories He's such a great character And I think he's He's a tough character to mess up Right Um, But I wonder why this is a Black label book
1: Um, One is because of the curses Right Two is because they whack a couple of the rogues. I won't say which one, that between the beginning and the end, like the 10-year the gap, they're like, okay, we have to get some rogues because we don't have them all. They didn't want to, because this is the end of the line. I have a feeling this is going to be like a Suicide Squad sa- slash Dirty Dozen story. Not everybody's making it out. And in the end, they're like, nah, that rogues gallery makes us a lot of money. Let's not, you know, kill them all off, if that makes any sense. Correct. Uh, I will say this: I loved this story. Um, I think maybe you know I'm partial to to rogue stories, the rogues, if you will. Um, the bits like him getting the band back together—it's like okay, I'm going to see this one. I'm going to see that one. Um, the bit with the trickster and he has the bad uh, the bad uh, cosmetic surgery. But the artist, I give Leomac Leo uh, big props for like making him look plastic.
0: Um, yes. So Leo Max is a very stylized artist, right? Mm-hmm. Very comic book looking, but he did an unbelievable job um of making as you as you said the 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 trickster look like he had plastic surgery done. Yep.
1: So like, you know, and then we get to see each of the rogues that he's, he's, you know, getting for the group and where they are and they all make sense. Like, you know, golden glider, totally what she's doing with her job and the discussion they have. If you go all the way back to that classic flash story, you know, your favorite with Captain Cold, that's all there, the bits and pieces. And all I'm going to say is when he goes to recruit Rory, it goes (laughs) exactly the way I thought it would. You know what I mean like there that the, the interaction between them is is very, you know, quick paced but it's what I would expect and I was like
0: I popped for that. Anytime you have Captain Cold and Heatwave in the same room, I'm I'm good, man. Yep, that's the perfect like you have the perfect Rogues Gallery and of the perfect Rogues Gallery, that's the perfect duo within. Right.
1: You you could swap out any of them, but if you swap out Heatwave or Captain Cold,
0: it don't work Uh uh-huh so but But this is a fun book i'm just bummed that they had to make it a black label book so it has to go in a different special box just because it's a big giant uh thing
1: right i'll say that but that's not true because we're about to do a black label book that you could just put in a regular bag and board joe
0: yeah how do they do it this way to upset me todd I think so. I think they do do that. Because
1: I do have a magazine box for all my oversized. um, And I bought a a thing of magazine bags and boards so I can do it. But it's weird having all my black labels in it. And then, like, all the Tom King black label stuff. Like, the Strange Adventures was all normal Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's off and on. Wasn't the sequel to the killing what was the the three jokers that was normal size wasn't it
0: i didn't get that one
1: oh, okay i'm sorry i thought you did oh yeah that.
0: i did yeah okay so that one was um yeah i wonder why who makes that decision i wonder if that's like the writer the editor anyway
1: right i have a feeling with uh tom king he gets to choose you know what i mean gotcha But, uh, so that leads us into, uh, the human target number six.
0: Yes. And I'm going to say right now, spoilers, but I'm also going to put like a little tag in the show notes as well. So you know where the spoilers are as well.
1: Right. Um, obviously written by Tom King art, by the amazing Greg Smallwood. Once again, before I even get into the story, do I have to say anything about the art show? I mean, just so, so good. His, you know, like his version of ice is becoming quickly, maybe my favorite of all time. Um, So the story starts off with uh, Christopher chance and ice fighting because he's basically like, "I've, I've interviewed all these people. I'm on to fire next. And she's like, you're an idiot. Fire would never do it. So they end up having a fight. And he tells, you know, she's like, you know, I'm leaving, get out kind of a deal. Uh, I don't want to talk to you. And he's like, oh, you know, the the poison's coming back. You know, I have a few days to figure this out. And he ends up getting a call from Dr. Midnight. He's like, come and see me. The water sample that you gave me, you know, does have traces of that poison. Um. So like, now do you know who killed you? And he's like, no, but I got an idea. So I'm looking into it. And at this point, uh, once again, Doctor Midnight's like, "Hey, I know like your last couple of days doesn't have to be revenge filled. Why don't you come with me to church?" And he's like, "Okay, no." Um, and he does this past story that I love, talking about his father. About he's like, "Do you want to go to church? You know, we'll go right now. You pick one, or we can stay and watch the game." And he stays and watch the game, which makes me think that's what got his father killed because he was betting on these games. <laughs> Joe, sure. You know what I mean? So he's like, oh, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do, how I'm going to work the angle on fire. And he gets home and ice is waiting for him. And they kind of make up. And in the, you know, the series of events, they like freeze the pipes because of her powers. Whenever she gets excited, if you will, they they go off and they start discussing things. Um, and Guy Gardner shows up. And once again, he told Chance, stay away from my gal. He has his ring back, apparently, Um, and he goes down, you know, like beating up uh, Christopher and Ice is like, none of this. I told you, guy, you're stupid. Like, stay away from me. You're such a small and petty man. He's like, you don't know. And Ice and Guy throw down and, you know, they're evenly matched till – Jack, or uh, Christopher, I keep saying Jack. Jack T. Chance from the old Green Lanterns um, gets the dry, gets, uh, d- uses the gun to distract him. And Ice freezes Guy solid. And Christopher gets one punch in, which was a nice nod. He ends up just destroying Guy, which totally, I had to flip the page back and forth like three times, Joe, when I did it. Definitely a Black Label book, or I hope. I hope that it's definitely out of continuity. Um now what are they gonna do? Ice is kinda like, oh, do you think anybody knows where he was? I do like the fact that the body melts into the carpet, so there's no body that they have to get rid of. Right. And he- and so that was
0: so that was my whole thing. I'm like, Oh, okay. Um well they they just killed Guy Gardner, right? Um They could bring him back because there's a, no, the body's melting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'm, I don't know where we go from here now.
1: Um, and then at the end, he basically leaves ice, goes back and he runs into fire before he can play as like, you know, do whatever angle he's going to do. She confronts him first. And apparently they have a past. So I'm like, what's going on with that? Uh, I will say this is a way better cliffhanger than the uh, nice house on the lake. Remember how they like gave us the real cliffhanger in five. And then it did an issue six afterwards. Yes. This is how you do a cliffhanger. You know what I mean? I'm like, Oh my God, I need it. And I will say, I read it at the comic shop before, like after I bought it and I was just sat there and I read it. And then I opened up Twitter and I just have to say Newsorama goes, you won't believe who, uh, they they murdered, redacted in Human Target 6. And I'm like, okay, if I had read this book and saw that headline, there are only three characters in this book, Joe, and I know it ain't, <laughs> I know
0: it ain't Human Target they're killing. he's said got six more days.
1: Right? And Ice, they kind of like hint at that he leaves her a note in issue one, so that leaves Guy... I'm like, wow,
0: like, please, new sites, like, give it a break. Well, you know, uh, I, I told you last week, uh, be wary, there's spoilers. Mm-hmm. Young Becky at the comic book shop told you and told me the same thing. And I told you, because uh, after I read it, I'm like, if this gets spoiled on Todd, we're going to have a problem. Like, the world is going to have a problem.
1: Yep. 30 Um, seconds after I finished reading the book, I opened up Twitter and there it was. Uh,
0: So, and that's the other thing is because the DC books come out early. That means the spoilers come out early, you know? Yep. Yeah. But
1: man, oh man, once again, how beautiful did this book look, man?
0: Of this book is beautiful. Now, the question I have is, is it canon? Is Guy Gardner really going to stay dead?
1: No, it's not canon. That's why they have black label on it.
0: Uh,
1: that's like they made they made uh who was in uh, uh 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 the one that just he just did Tom King uh from Rand, Adam Strange. They made him a war criminal. Yeah. He's not staying a war criminal. He, they pretty much give Tom King free reign to do whatever he wants in his 12 issue Maxi series and be like, do whatever you want because in the end, it has it does not affect our world. That's why Bat Cat is what it is. It's a black label now because whatever he wanted to do, DC higher ups didn't want him to do in continuity.
0: Okay, all right, that's kind of my take on it. It's still pretty wild, nonetheless. Yep. Oh
1: boy, this this
0: next couple months is going to be a killer, Joe. Yeah, because the next issue don't come out till at least September. I know, and I want it now. Well, unfortunately, you have to wait, Todd. Uh, at least not till next week, because that's what we read this week. Let's look let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Right. If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around noon, we put out the poll post, which is a link to a link to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them sent to your home, however it is that you get your books, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Todd and I attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, Todd is currently in the lead with uh, four correct guesses over me. Uh, I go first looking at your list of books. I'm going to guess the book that you're most looking forward to coming out this week is Swamp Thing number 11.
1: It is not Swamp Thing number 11. Okay. It is The End of Dark Ages, number six.
0: Ah, gotcha.
1: Um, I'm looking over your books. This is the book you're looking forward to most Astro City That Was Then?
0: It is Astro City That Was Then, yes.
1: I may have to pick up one of those. Kind of on the fence because I haven't, I, I when I dropped off Astro City, like I dropped off. I didn't read it in years. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, so when it came back at DC. Mm-hmm uh i didn't love it right i tried just, it maybe there was just something missing i grabbed the first six issues like the first story arc and i'm just like mm, something missing right right um it was fine you know it was good but it was just like i said something missing I'm but with you. it's back at image i got a feeling it'll be pretty okay right yeah brent Anderson's and it's a, a one shot you know right I I got nothing to lose from it. Uh, I I do know that there is a uh, retailer exclusive. That's to one specific shop uh, that has a wrestling themed cover. Oh, are you getting that one? I can't because it's only at that one shop. So can't you email them and have them send you a copy? Uh, It seems like a lot of work.
1: Is it it Mike Sterling's?
0: No, it's not. Okay. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm excited for the end of Dark Ages as well, but, uh, I don't know, man, let's, you know, Astro City's a good one, you know? Yep. Always is and always has been. Uh, except for that, you know, return to DC where things weren't the best. Anyway. Uh... (laughs) Now, uh, while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that Todd and I have done together, whether it be past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, and the current ongoing uh, position of the pulp, or the uh, have issues, which is the silver standard, attempting to determine who has the second best rogues gallery in all of comics. Uh, Obviously, The Flash has the best. We're trying to determine if... uh spider-man or batman have the second best right uh we're putting some uh matchups together thanks to friend of the show listener to the show grinch mcscrooge who put together a fancy excel type <laughs> word document spreadsheet thing and uh this week uh sadly a blowout as the 10-eyed man moves on to the next round yes
1: and the week before uh spider-man's character won the right. big wheel
0: right uh no no that was uh that was video man
1: video man okay my mistake video
0: man moved on yes
1: right because the uh the the, it wasn't in before we recorded so right it was close
0: it was close to being done so but
1: uh now it's uh who wants to go first good sir uh
0: let me go first sure enough all right uh so my uh Spider-Man villain is the answer. Uh imagine if you will Baron Zemo's costume but less cool. Mm. Uh, and his super his superpowers uh, are whatever the answer to the specific question is for only that amount of time.
1: That's a good power.
0: Um, You know, like, uh, but he only has it just for that particular moment, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He has a high-end agility, and uh, that costume that he wears that looks super cool uh, was specifically created so Spider-Man's webs don't stick to him. That's a smart thing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a pretty lame power. <laughs> what? The, the power, his
1: power is, is lame when it's what, the, whatever power I need in that moment? Sounds like a pretty good power to have to me. Yeah, but only for that moment.
0: Well, then he's not a danger. But what if there's like multiple dangers that are going on?
1: Then the power will change, I guess I don't know
0: Right, right He,
1: he seems great to me, I don't know
0: Yeah, it started in the 80s Only had a handful of appearances And I think he was one of those uh, Characters that was like Killed off in like an issue of like uh, Bendis' Avengers Just because he was like disposable You know
1: yeah, uh I'm surprised most of your characters weren't killed by scourge at some point.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, uh no, it says here that uh during uh the, one of his last appearances was in the Civil War tie-in Stilt-Man's funeral book, right? And where uh Punisher blew up the bar where all the villains hang out in. Right. And then it's like he was seemingly killed there.
1: Right. Because he didn't have the answer.
0: I guess. He didn't have the answer for a building exploding.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yes. So that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's an all right character. Sure. Do you want to know, know who Mayan is, Joe? I do. Mayan is the bouncer. He's just a guy in a brown costume who rolls himself up in a ball We never get his shoot name. He's just always known by the bouncer In his two appearances that I could find that he created. He was a scientist who created this Elasta alloy that would give him the ability to bounce, which is obviously a, you know, stupid power. But uh, his power, like he would go around bouncing through things and stealing stuff. And he was going to kill the Batman. And his this was his way of killing the Batman. He decided to make a gun out of a last alloy. And then when he was fighting Batman, he threw the gun behind him. So it would bounce off the wall and then shoot at him. Cause that seems like a totally legitimate plan that would work in any set of circumstances. But Batman had figured it out and used a f- built off panel, a freeze ray that we never saw in the comic to, uh, to make his suit less, less, elastic and the gun, so the gun didn't bounce and shoot, it just fell down the wall or whatever. And then Batman caught him and he was in jail until later he came back and teamed up with a former loser of this uh this matchup, the monarch of menace. And Batman then uh defeated him with, you know, his greatest weakness an enclosed space because he kept <laughs> bouncing faster and faster in the enclosed space till he knocked himself out. So, yes, uh, this villain's weakness is both a cold, uh, when it gets cold, and an enclosed space. That's two really crappy weaknesses. I don't know. Flubber the supervillain sounds pretty cool to me. That's what he says in the one comic. He's like, this flubber wannabe. And then he actually (laughs) uses the phrase, I wonder uh, how much ounce for the bounce this villain has, which is terrible joke.
0: Nothing better. It was
1: Batman who said that. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry. How much bounce for the ounce? Yes. Batman and or Robin
0: said that. Hmm. so it's not up to me. It's not up to Todd. It's up to you. The listeners, we're going to put the vote up the poll on Twitter tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. And then, uh, you know, back to the normal schedule of these things. Hopefully, uh, I could do my gazintas on the time, you know?
1: Yeah. Hopefully you won't be taking any <laughs> jet setting, uh, You know, trips, so...
0: No, not at least for another 10 years.
1: Mm.
0: And while you're over at uh, longboxheroes.com, of course, be sure to check out our store. Uh, Shirts and pins and stickers. On my person, not going through some sort of weird third-party site or whatever. Uh, that you can get those from Office, but if you like going through a weird third-party site, we have our T <laughs> Public store where you can get our design on designs inspired by this show, Long Longbox Heroes After Dark, add odds with wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, Hit My Music, on uh, everything from cell phone covers to notebooks and everything in between. Uh, No sale this week. They didn't send out the April sales. We're in like some sort of weird in-between world when this sort of thing goes on. Uh, You can also help us out by signing up for our Patreon. We had a bunch of new Patreons sign up in the last seven days, so thank you very much. Uh, We we are getting close to the beginning of the new month. I'll send out a tweet on Friday and say, hey, everybody, sign up. Uh, We do two bonus shows a month. uh, One, doing the films of independent filmmaker Mark Pirro of Polish Vampire and Burbank fame and a bunch of other Movies that we're finding out are actually more famous than I'd originally thought. Right. And as we discussed earlier in the show, previewing the past, where we look at 30 years ago, this month's previews catalog, uh, the, you can get them starting at a buck. Uh, at the $5 level, you get those two shows two weeks before everyone else. And you also get After Dark two days before everyone else. So you can listen to everything in the correct listening order. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, One more way that you can help us out, of course, is to uh, make any and all of your purchases through our Amazon click-through. It's the banner at the top of the page over at longboxheroes.com. Does not cost you anything extra. They, Amazon, call it an advertising fee because if it was not for us, you would not know that Amazon exists. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month uh, when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah! Uh, Some of the notable purchases through the Amazon click-through this past week include... Uh I like seeing people purchasing their comic books through our link. Mm-hmm. Uh this week somebody purchased the latest issues of Saga and G.I. Joe through our link. Right. Uh somebody picked up the trade paperback of Batman Flash the Button from a couple years back. Yeah. Uh somebody also purchased the illustrated edition of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix in hardcover. Uh just Ooh. as much as I like people seeing the getting the digital stuff. I love seeing people purchase the physical media as well. Right. Uh, Somebody also purchased the Marvel Legends three and three quarter retro style figures of the thing and Mr. Fantastic. I think those are pre-orders, though. Yes, they are. Uh, Yes. I think we may have had a discussion last week in regards to the pull of those figures. And I can only hope our discussion of the pull of those figures inspired other people to be pulled in by the lure of them.
1: I know one or two people were saying like, Ooh, that line. And they were like, I want this one. And I want that one. I'm like, so maybe,
0: uh, when I was out on my, uh, mini safari today, I was actually peeking around to see if they had any of the Spidey folks out and about. They did not though. Right. Uh, and Amazon does a bad job at letting us know about, like, the different bounties and stuff, right? Right. Uh, but somebody this month did something through Kindle Unlimited. And whatever it was that they did got us an extra three bucks. All right. So I don't know. If you got Kindle Unlimited and they got some sort of promo going on, Amazon don't let us know to plug it. Uh, but uh helps us out immensely, you know? Right. Usually it's like a free trial for something. Like, you could sign up on a Monday and close it on a Tuesday and we still get the bonus for it, you know? Right. And uh, lastly, but not leastly, uh, somebody purchased a track phone, uh prepaid smartphone. So I'm glad someone's buying a burner phone through our link.
1: Yep. Somebody's either, uh, you know, I don't know what to say. Maybe they're selling some stuff and or they don't want their significant other to know something. I don't sure. know.
0: We don't ask any questions just as long as you use the link. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I thought that
1: you were an asking questions guy, but not on that.
0: No, not on that. I'm an asking questions guy, but not when it comes to putting money in your pocket. (laughs) There you go. I don't want to know where the money came from or how it got in your pocket as long as it's there, Todd.
1: All right. That's what I like to hear. Don't rock the boat.
0: Right. And we didn't have any art attacks this week, right? Nope. Last I checked, we did not. And, uh, you know, we got no TV talk, but I know as this goes live, I think Moon Knight goes up on Disney+. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I know uh, you had told me that since you're not watching any wrestling this weekend, you're going to be the one uh, to bite the bullet, pardon the pun, to go see Morbius in the theaters, the real movie that's actually coming out this weekend, right?
1: Right. Comes out on April 1st. Not a joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird. Like, that corner of the Marvel Universe, like, there's Spider-Man villains... Mm-hmm. But because they're not like really tied into everything, I don't watch those movies.
1: Right. And whenever I see the commercial, they're like, "That's right. It's time for the spider, like legendary Spider-Man villain." I was like, eh, eh, eh. Uh,
0: "Legendary? I don't know."
1: <laughs> That's not the answer.
0: I'll say that. Right. If it was the answer movie opening up this weekend, boy oh. howdy, lines are on the street. People be camping out like it was uh, the phantom menace a movie that doesn't exist
1: right they need a bouncer to keep things under in oh. order joe
0: right there you go see
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's how we tie it all together and that's it for the show huh yep that's everything so 599 Longbox heroes is done over with we'll be back next week with the momentous 600th episode it'll just be like every other episode <laughs> uh but for sure time, this is joe saying thanks for listening and we'll see y'all here next week
1: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. Woo!